Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. All right, this is the Cousins AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs. I'm here with my cousin Jados. Coach of NFNL, KFKL, no fife, no life, no fife, no life. Welcome to the Cousins Super Coach Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, it's an AFL Fantasy Podcast. I hate AFL Fantasy. I love it. <laughs> We've bounced back, mate. I told you last week that the bounce back was on and it was well and truly on. It, it was a massive week for everyone. It except was. NFNL, KFKL. Yeah, flat. Flat. <laughs> flat. <laughs> nah, look, I didn't have a terrible round. Um, let's just get straight into it. So I scored a 22-81. Yuck. Yep, and I dropped about 1,000 in rank. <laughs> so, I mean, a 22-80 is not a bad score by any means, but... Literally every popular player this week went huge. Smashed it out. And all my uniques decided to be flogs. And we'll get into that a bit later. But cuz, how did you go this week? Very well, mate. Like I said, big bounce back week for the subs. But I scored 23.74 and my rank is up to 9,099 now. So I moved up about 4,000 spots. And I tell you what, mate, the team is rolling. Absolutely rolling. Andy McGrath's gone this week. (laughs) Feels good. Feels well, good. Welcome to the top ten K, mate. It's yeah. good for our it's good for our reputation, isn't it? It's good to be back, mate. It's been a what I think a five week hiatus, but uh I'm I'm well and truly entrenched now, so Yeah. And the bounce back is well and truly on. So let's get into our hogs and flogs for this week. Cousin, who was your hog? Well, I said that his chubby ginger face would be a godsend to the subs this week, and it absolutely was. Tom Green, 136. It was just a thing of beauty, mate, to watch him out there racking up. I think he had 13 tackles. Just a beautiful, beautiful man. That must be a career-high tackle count by a fair margin, you'd think, for Tom Green. Absolutely enormous, mate. He's just a... I just love him. I just love him. It's just a a good week. We're up and about. He's the one that got away. Our listeners are probably so shocked at the tone of the pod. (laughs) (laughs) That's all happy vibes. It is, maybe for you. He must be a top eight mid at this point, right? We've swapped. Oh, mate, by far. I think he's the second. Let's have a look. We've got Oliver Walsh, third. Yeah, there you go. Third highest mid, 112.5 average. And I mean, Walsh has only played three games, so. Yeah, yeah, you you can't really count that. I mean, Tom Green hasn't played every game, but. He's played enough. He should have played every game, <laughs> but the MRO is a silly man. Oh, I think he deserved <laughs> that suspension, but, you know, whatever. He's overtaken Sarong now. Yeah, third top midfielder. Awesome. What a hog. Awesome stuff. Who was your hog, mate? My hog this week, I think everyone can join me in saying that Rowan Marshall was incredible. He was so, so good. And um, he, like, other than getting smashed in round one, he's actually on a ton run since round one. He is, mate. He's been yeah. absolutely dominating. Yeah. And we- uh, now he's also averaging 112. We need to start a new ruck chant. 
Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do need a new roll word. Marshall doesn't really have the <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? It's no Jared Wits, mate. Yeah, that's for sure. It's pretty funny. So I was playing. Um, I was out on Friday night um, playing a gig. And we're having some drinks backstage and I was with a couple of mates who also do fantasy and we just did a little cheeky toast to Rowan Marshall and it was just good vibes. But the rest of the band were like, what are you guys talking about? What are you... <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny, but we we knocked one back for, for Big Romar. So yeah, he's our hog for this week. I was, at, I was at work refreshing the scores and I got to tell you, it made the shift a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just, just for a bit of context, the two of us both had the VC on him. And I was umming and ahhing about it on Friday because I was like, well, I've got English in my team now. He's, he'll be a nice VC into Toronto. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to back in the big man, Roden Marshall. And yeah, got it done. Against Bryn, who just gives up buckets of points to Rux. Yeah. And it was, we were super up and about because we saw a stat that only like 5% of the competition had VC on him. But then we saw another stat that like 44% of the top 10,000 had it. So just all the guns basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People who knew what they were doing got it done. So congrats to anyone else who had the VC on him. Beautiful stuff. So let's get into our flogs then for this week. Cuz, who do you have? Boom. I'm getting sick of talking about this man and he is out of my team this week. Andy McGraw. What are you doing, mate? He, ah, oh, I don't even know what to say about the guy. 66, come on, man. We've run out of things to say. <laughs> 360s in the last five weeks. He's now averaging 75 for the season. Just disgusting. He had 20 disposals for his 60 as well. Do something else, mate. Mark the ball, tackle. Just, I don't know. You just suck, mate. You just absolutely suck. You're a dead set flog and you're gone. You're gone from the subs. You don't sound as heated as you usually are in your... On your flogs, cuz. Look, maybe it, it's because you're trading him this week that you don't. Yeah, it's because I know this is finally the week, right? I get to see the back of his head. But yeah, I'm just feeling I'm feeling good about my teammate. So it's hard, it's hard to be flat. <laughs> just Must got, be nice. Just got this one one flog running around in the back line, but he's out. All right, my flog for this week is Andy McGrath. You <laughs> suck, mate. He's a five-round average of 72. He only had two kick-ins. What are you doing, mate? You're a disgrace of a vice-captain. No, um, my actual... Uh, I'm going to give it to someone else because you already did Andy McGrath, but Look, I felt like I had to I had to really get the, the anger in there. I had to inject a little bit. He really is a disgrace. He though. is a disgrace. <laughs> he is a disgrace. I can't believe... What a horrible, horrible pick. Just a horrible, horrible pick. I'm stuck with him too. You're trading him out this week and I'm stuck with this stupid, cheeky flog's face Unlucky, in my mate. team. Unlucky. Yeah. Anyway, I'll get rid of him eventually. But my actual flog for this week, I still love the man, but Will Setterfield, you're on notice, mate. A 54 is just not enough. Not even near enough. I mean, luckily for the two of us, we both started with him. So we still have that 97 average next to his name for both of us, which for the starting price is still an awesome pick. But I feel sorry for everyone that brought him in in round three for Jack McRae because I think that was a very popular move. And he's only turned up once since then. And I think it was 100 flat. Yeah, um, his, his scores have been trending down. It's a it's yeah. a concern, mate. And his B is skyrocketed now to 126 for this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird because he's still getting CBAs, but I'm concerned because he turned it over quite a lot. He gave away a few free kicks. He was sort of like, I'm not going to say running with Dangerfield, but he was on Dangerfield at every stoppage. So he was giving some him some 
attention around the contest. And yeah, like uh, it's hard to see what he's providing for that midfield. And Zach Merritt didn't have too much midfield time. I feel like they might shake things up a little bit. Yeah, I could see his CBA is dropping slightly, but I don't think they're going to... I wouldn't say they would shake it up too much. Like they're, they're having a solid season, Essendon. Setters is having his best year in the AFL. I think he just had a down game. But yeah, it's definitely a concern as an owner in fantasy. And if you can get get him to you know an uber primo, if you've got the luxury, then it's probably a, a good week to make the switch with his high BA. Yeah, well, Stringer had their most CBAs this week, and he Yuck. he had an but he had an awesome yeah, yeah, game. They were well. pumping him up. Um, he had 32 CBAs. That is so many. He did play very well, but Stringer is just a bit of a gross name in fantasy circles, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm just I'm slightly concerned that Setterfield had a lot and didn't have much impact and Merritt was hardly in there. And I think they're going to want to get their captain rolling through. You know who could use some CBAs? Andy McGrath. <laughs> he could. He's not going to get any though. It's because he sucks, mate. <laughs> yeah. He does. He sucks. All right. Let's move on. Shall we do some hot bakes? We shall do some hot bakes. Hot bakes. All right, this week, my hot bake is directed at Mitchell. And no, that's not Seamus Mitchell. It's his coach, Sam the Flog Mitchell. What are you doing? That is not a great tactical move. Just subbing out a rookie who is going well, you know, like a running, rebounding defender who provides run and just subbing him out of the game and they just start getting smashed from there. Like, terrible, terrible move. Tactical genius, mate. Yeah, I was I was frustrated because he's he was just starting to heat up. He was working his way into the game. He was playing well, and what a way to instill some confidence in your young players. You know, you have a rebuilding side <laughs> getting games <laughs> into these players, and you're like, "No, nah, see you later." Yeah, I could not understand it. It, it didn't make any sense to me because he was just starting to heat up, like getting getting his hands on a bit, and he wasn't even playing bad, really. Not at all. Like disposal efficiency was fine. It was like, you know providing a bit of running carry and yeah, subbed off. They had so many duds just running out there as well. Yeah. Fergus Green, what is that? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he was horrible this week. He's lucky he didn't get subbed, but I mean, I, as, a, as a non-owner of Seamus, I'm like just cheekily happy about it. <laughs> You're just happy about everything this week. It's a good week, mate. It's a good week to be a fantasy coach. Yeah. All right. My... Uh, Hot bakes is more of a hot praise this week. <laughs> hot praise. But Matty Nicks, they clamped up Nicky D. They clamped him up. Nick Dacos held him to 99. <laughs> His lowest score for the year. He didn't turn up. The turn run is dead. <laughs> clamped Ben Keys and Matty Nicks. Been a praise for you both. Got the job done, lads. Dacos had five kick-ins too. So, you know, really they held him to like 22 disposals, which is solid. Which is just rock solid, boys. Well done. Just, just great stuff. Just great stuff all around. <laughs> I'm stoked about it, mate. Oh, you really are celebrating the little wins with Dacos, aren't you? Well, it did feel very good. I mean, at, even at three quarter time, because he had a really quiet last quarter. I was stressed, mate. I was like, this guy's going to drop another one thirty on me, and I'm going to be flat in the last game. <laughs> you were going to bake Nick's. You I were was. telling me. I was, I was going to bake him. I was like, they said they would tag and they didn't, but they kind of tightened it up again in the last quarter and did a good job. So shout out, shout out to Nixon Keys. Love your work, lads. 
Ton run is over. Keebs is a happy man. <laughs> it's funny that it's over, but he scored a 99. Yep. It's <laughs> as close as you can possibly get. It's funny celebrating a 99 from a player that you don't own, but mate, he just, it's just good to not be in pain. To be, <laughs> The chest pains have, have subsided for a week, mate. It's good. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. I can't wait for my bounce back week. Tell you what. It's never coming. <laughs> it's coming, mate. <laughs> it is coming. All right, so let's move on to our good, the bad, the ugly, and it's where we review all the games. We talk about who was good, who was bad, and who was ugly. So let's start with the Saints versus Port Adelaide. Now, I'm going to nominate my good player as Rowan Marshall. He was my... Hog in our previous segment. There's not much more to say. He was so awesome. He was my VC. He was your VC. He was everyone's VC and he was great. What a guy. What a guy. It was pretty funny as well. So I managed to watch the last couple minutes of this game while I was at work. I just took a cheeky break. And he had (laughs) two plays that easily could have been freeze against. Like he shoved Tickle in the back under the ball. No free against. And then another one where he like cleaned him up and got him higher, but they ended up calling holding the ball. So we got a plus eight from it. Beautiful stuff. It just, it all went his way on Friday night and it was great. Great to see. But my good from this game is Jack Steele. Just solid. He, he's, you know, got going late in the last quarter last week and then just continued that form into this week. 128, he's just a solid, solid option now. You can't keep the great man down. You can't. He's, he's yeah, he's a very solid option. Um, okay, I'm going to nominate the bad for this game, and I'm happy about this one as a non-owner, and it's Connor Rosie. Just flat-out average. Like, not a terrible score, but an 84 was just it was just nice. It was a nice way for me to start the week as a non-owner because he dropped a 130 on my head last week. So, Well, the frustrating thing is the soft matchup because the Saints have just been giving up points to everyone, but Port just didn't want to get involved. So yeah, I thought Rosie was going 100 plus and I briefly considered VCing him over Rowan Marshall, which would have just been <laughs> very, very upsetting, mate. This uh, this whole pod would, would have very different tones. All right, my bad from this game is Brad Crouch. Back-to-back 70s for the big man and a little hot bake for you, mate, because you tried to convince me to get him in my team a few weeks ago. And since then, he has a three-round average of 90. In my defense... <laughs> I don't think anyone would have predicted him to do back-to-back 70s. You're trying to sabotage the subs and I know it, mate. <laughs> I'm onto your Just you I'm wait, on, mate. Just you wait. I'm onto your game, cuz. You've been found out. <laughs> You've been had. I guess it's my turn again, isn't it? You took a big drink at a bad time. I did. <laughs> you looked at me. I was just I was guzzling that water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna nominate my ugly for this game as Mateus Philippou, 31. I know it's not really fair to nominate rookies for ugly, but a 30 gets you in that category, I reckon. That's pretty poor. That's yeah, that a poor is, effort. That's a disgusting effort to do. <laughs> it's just pretty disgusting. <laughs> um, and I was kind of, I was stressing a bit because I have Laird in my team, as most of you know. And um, Philippou is was my cover for it all weekend and I was just sitting there staring at that 31 knowing that it was a chance to be activated in the final game of the round. Yeah, but because... The, the, sorry, sorry to jump in, but the lead news was very, very shaky like all throughout the week. 
There was, I don't think anyone knew if he was, was going to play. It was actual stress, mate. <laughs> so much stress. But the big man pulled through, and we'll get to that later. But Philippu caused me a lot of stress this weekend. <laughs> All right, my, my ugly for this game. We talk about this guy every week, but Ollie Wines, mate, what is going on? 65? Yuck. He's fat and ugly. He's, he, he, you're not wrong, mate. But he's averaging less than 75 on the year now. This guy's a brown low medalist. How? How he he averaged forty points more in that year than what he's averaging this year. <laughs> it is utterly ridiculous. He's still young too. It's not like he's you know thirty two. This guy's in his like late twenties. Should be in the prime of his career and is just an absolute dud now at footy. I can't understand it. I cannot understand it. Maybe we should do an Ollie an Ollie Wines segment each week. Maybe yeah, <laughs> Ollie Wines check in. Yeah, All right, the potato All right. from next week. All right, from next week. Love it. I love it. Cool. Let's get into our next game. So we have Brisbane versus Fremantle. And this game had a lot of good scores. The whole weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly. Yeah, this this whole segment is just all goods, not too many uglies. But um, let's get into it. So I'm nominating Will Ashcroft for his 115. Just the rookies have been absolutely solid for us this year. His, his stat line was ridiculous as well. Two snags, 28 disposals, seven marks. What a beast, mate. Yeah, and one of those snags was goal of the year worthy. Like, it was so cool. Um, just so good when you have first-year players that can pump out 110-plus scores. Yeah. That- it's really, really great for all of us. And just the whole fantasy community, just shout out to you, Will yeah. Ashcroft. We love you. It's the type of stuff you love to see. My good for this game, and it's it's probably about time someone gave this guy a pump-up because we've been ruthlessly roasting him all year, but Dunks... 115, finally got the job done. Seven marks, eight tackles. That's just what we wanted to see all year, mate. It's his second highest score for the year. And it just, it's, it's funny because he's averaging 96.3 now and he's actually a top six forward. But it, because we paid so much, it just does not feel like it. I still hate him. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we're extra salty because of all the C's and VC's we wasted on him early in the year. But, you know, his average is, is kind of fine, I guess, for for what he's, what he's doing now, what he's priced at. Like, it all makes sense. It's just been a bit of a shit ride so yep. far. Yeah. Also, just a quick cheeky apology to uh, Hayden Young. I've baked him a couple of weeks in a row, but he actually had a great game this week and scored a 112. So he is an honorable mention for our good category. Now, I'm going to nominate another bad player for this game, and that is Will Brody. He's just having a poor season. Like, he's fully back in the team now. Got midfield time. Just didn't really make the most of it from a fantasy perspective, you know? Three marks, one tackle. You think, like, the big man would at least try and get a couple of hugs, you know, cement his spot in the team, show a bit of effort, you know, a bit of defensive effort, but no? Yeah, well, it seemed like the Stars had aligned for Brody to go to another level this year. Like, he was massive in the preseason. By all all accounts, he was running really well. He signed a three-year deal, and he's just not performing at all. But uh, my bad in this game is Luke Ryan. Just, you know, he's had a massive year really up until now, but we had to pick one, mate, and a 73 just doesn't really cut the mustard for owners, so he's my bad. I think as a whole, you'd still be very happy as an owner. Oh, 100%. He's like basically just coasted off his round one score for the rest of the year. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, Luke Ryan. Just, so, just, oh, sorry, just a quick shout out to, to Clug, Humor Cluggage. Yuck. Yeah, also, also deserves to be there. Um, I'm going to say an ugly for this game was Johnson, mate. 
Matthew Johnson finally, well, his score wasn't bad. He scored a 63, finally scored something good for his owners, and then just did a dumb thing and is looking like he's going to get suspended this week. So that's just good on you, mate. Good on you. Bit of a silly boy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, very silly. And that's pretty much the only ugly ugly thing we can say from this game. All the relevant players played well. We probably could have put human luggage in that category, to be honest, but I think we're sick of just... <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more to him. say about him. It's just... It's, it kind of... We, we nominate our players in these categories based on what our expectations of what they should be scoring are. And at this point, my expectations of McCluggage are just like yeah, so down. His performances have just lowered them so far. Yeah, it's kind of... it's Him and Wines are in that same category. It's like, are we just going to keep talking about these guys or are they just... Are they just bad now? Yeah, yeah I don't know. But we're, we're, maybe, maybe we've got to turn them into like weekly checkups. We're just like, yeah, McCluggage was bad as usual. Definitely, we definitely need a wines one because I think it's a bit of a theme. Yeah, not not only amongst us, but just in our group group of fantasy <laughs> people in general that we all dislike Ollie Wines strongly. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next game. So we have GWS versus Sydney, and again, this was a very very high scoring game, and I am gonna shout out Errol Goulden as my good player for this game. One sixteen finally repaid the faith. I, I don't know. I've been I've been pretty critical on him because he's actually been all right, hasn't he? Yeah, his scores have been frustrating because he's not, you know, performing to the expectations that he really set for himself in the preseason. But a 93 average is solid and a 116 is a great score. So Yeah, about time. He hit all the stat lines. I think that's kind of the the thing that, that got that score up there this week. So it's nice to see Errol. I'm gonna I'm gonna break the rules a little bit here, but I've got two goods from this game. One is green. The absolute man came back for the subs this week, dropped a 136, 13 tackles, just just beautiful stuff, Tom Green. But the other one was my pod merchant from last week, Harry Perryman. I told y'all he was gonna smash it. 115. What a what a guy. Just really the week, the week of being a pod merchant. Harry Perryman, he heard the noise. He knew he knew what his expectations were, and he just blew him out of the park. What a what a beautiful man. Are you still thinking of him as a target? He is in my team right now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, lockout lifted literally just before we started recording and he, he came straight in for Andy McGrath. <laughs> well, you were, you were saying last week on your pod merchant segment that it was kind of more like a pod watch list. Yeah. Well, I wanted Because to you see... wanted to see how he played with Green in the team. Yeah, that's right. I wanted to see the CBAs, which were down. Like he had 11, which is a bit lower, but he spent a bit of time on the wing. His tog was low as well, which I don't expect to continue. And he had, what, 10 tackles, nine tackles, sorry, kicked three snags, like just got amongst it everywhere. So I'm, I'm super keen. Even if he's only going to get low CBAs, I still think that he's a lock to go 90 plus. But you don't think that that kind of score is massively inflated by three goals, nine tackles? Well, yeah, clearly it is. But I think he can get more of the ball than he did and, you know, being being on a wing, he's probably going to get more opportunities to take uncontested marks and stuff like that. So I just think he, he played a good game and I expect the form to somewhat continue. It could be a very, very naughty way to shoot up the rankings. 650K. He's so, so cheap. cheap. Yeah, 650 on the dot. And like I said in the Pod Merchant segment last, uh, last week, last year he averaged 90.2 if you take out a sub-affected game, which he was dominating in as well. So... You know, I I, th- I think he's a ninety minimum, and you know, add in the CBAs on top of that because he wasn't getting many CBAs last year. It's it's just a no brainer pick for me at six fifty k. Very very cheap. All right, Harry Perryman. 
I'm going to nominate Callum Mills as the bad one for this game. Just has been massively underperforming for what you'd expect from someone who is an uber, uber primo stud last year. He got CBAs this week. Like, he was in there. Yeah, 17. I don't know what's what's up with him. I mean, like, his massive watch list, I think we're all, like, the whole community is just eyeing him off and just seeing that price, like, plummet every week. As, yeah, as soon as he drops a good score, he'll just... Be Everyone will get him. Be yeah. a massive, massive trade-in target. I think you could go early on him, to be honest. Like, a guy like Mills, you know you know what you're going to get from him. He's averaging 90, and he's having, you know, what we consider a bad year in fantasy terms. Even that is not not the worst. Like, if you got in... If you brought Mills in this week and he scored 90, I don't think you would you would really be too bothered by it. Your team, Yeah, your team would still go well in a week like that. And we know it. We know what his upside is. Like, this is a guy wow. that can do 110 plus. He, he was dropping 160s last year, like... It's just yeah, it's it's a massive watch list. Man, he's gonna dip below eight hundred K next week. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Even if he scores a hundred, he'll be under eight hundred. That's crazy. That'll be the perfect time to jump on if you see something. There you go, people. All right. I don't actually have a bad from this game because like we touched on before, scores were just huge this massive, week. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give an ugly shout out to Angus Sheldrick for his eighteen. That's just not good, mate. That's just not good. And, you know, it's rough to bake a guy <laughs> who's just come into the team, but yuck. Do more, mate. Come on. Terrible. Terrible stuff. I've got – I am a bit actually affected by this as well because in our Keeper League – again, this is not a Keeper, <laughs> keeper podcast, but – No, it's a Super Coach podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, I had some outs this week, so I had to field Sheldrick in my midfield and uh, I managed to get away with, with a win somehow, <laughs> even with an 18 – yeah, all right. And I'm going to nominate Isaac Cumming for his 59 as my ugly in this game. Gross. Not many people deserve to bake in this one, but you, mate, you deserve one. That's back-to-back 50s after what we thought was maybe the game where he turned it around with a 113 two weeks ago. Man, what what is up with that? Like Disgusting. Wh- He's taken a giant step back. He's averaging 17 points less this year than he did last year. He still has the most kick-ins for the Giants. Twice as many as Whitfield. Just not getting amongst Plays the Plays high tog. Just doing nothing, man. It's really weird because... Spud activity. GWS is starting to pick it up in terms of their fantasy scoring as well. Um, yeah, just this whole game was very high scoring. There were nine tons in it. But coming was not amongst it. He was not, man. <laughs> Nowhere near it. So he gets the ugly for this game for me. Now let's move on to the next game. We have the Hawks versus the Western Bulldogs, and big shout-out to Warple. The Warpedo, mate. Round of applause to yeah, him. Come on, I'll clap as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be too loud, but that, that, was, that was a round of applause that needed to happen because... Phenomenal. 103, man. Like, he's been so good, and I feel... We both feel very, you know, justified, vindicated for our preseason love of Warple. When everyone else doubted him, we were like, no, nah, he's going to be great. All the signs were saying that he was going to have a good year. He had like two downed weeks. Not yeah, he had one, you know, really poor game, and it was looking like he could be dropped. But other than that, mate, he's been awesome. He's averaging eighty-seven for the year. That is just such a phenomenal pick, and a three-round average of one hundred and two. So, yeah, and the great thing is that he did it with even with Will Day back in the team. So, and that that was like a slight concern for me this week that maybe he would lose some CBAs, but he played incredibly well. Pick it's a great year. job. He kicked a goal early in the game and like 
there was like this long camera shot of him sitting on the bench, just like giggling and like smiling. And I actually just warmed my heart. Just having a good so time. Happy. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh man, I love the guy. Like good on your warps. What a stud. What a stud, yeah. mate. He actually was, you know, obviously not a unique pick. He's in 30, 32% of teams, but at the start of the year, he was, he was decently unique. Like there was a lot of, a lot of other content creators and stuff that were keen to fade him. And I know certainly not everyone was sold on him. So the fact that we were so high on him and he's, and he's done this is, is vindicating. Yeah. All right. My good for this game, Will Day, he came straight back in, slotted straight back into the midfield, did his job. What more can you say? I wish I held him, man. That's what I really wish. Yeah. It would have been nice to have a ton, a ton on return. Um, he looked so good, man. He, yeah, he, he just looked, he picked <laughs> he up where he left off. He hits every stat line. He's so cheeky, man. I was concerned. I, I was concerned that him coming back to the team, he might spend a little bit more time in defense, just with Warps' resurgence and, and Newcomb's form that we touched on last week. But he just slotted straight back but in. But you're a silly man. Yeah, and he's um well he will feature in another segment later on, but we'll we'll save that for later. Yeah. All right. I'm nominating. <laughs> this <laughs> this is one fair. is harsh. This is harsh, but it's fair. I it's think harsh but fair. This is a co. This is a co nomination. He deserves. Yeah, we're both nominating <laughs> Tim English for his ninety nine on debut for both of us. Come on, Tim. Come on, you're on a ton run. You're looking like the second coming of Jesus, playing like the new rock pig, just a new actual pig. What comes up against? We paid a mil me. for you. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'll tell you what. You know what is even more frustrating is Grundy outscored him. The guy that we traded to him outscored him this week. Grundy, after being a giant dud last week, outscored him. What a flog. How can you not turn up against Hawthorne? You're up against Ned Reeves, mate. I hope Timmy, big Timmy, got home after the game, took a long, hard look in the mirror and just told himself that he needs to be better. Because he does, mate. You just know he didn't. That's shit form, Tim. I'm not happy about it. (laughs) All right, my bad for this game. Ed Richards, he's just come crash crashing back down to earth in the last couple of weeks. He has. 77 is not solid, mate. Um, he's averaging 80 for the year, which is not bad. Do you think it's anything to do with JJ? Yeah, potentially. I think, well, JJ has really come back and just is getting like a monopoly on the kick-ins. Um, well, and that's yeah, what I think it is. Yeah. I, could, I, I could definitely see that J, JJ's resurgence in the back line there kind of affecting the other guys because most of the dogs defenders are, are down in scoring except JJ. Quick shout out to JJ though. He's he's another good from this game. There was I've, I've got a funny anecdote. I got to, <laughs> I've got to discuss this while while we're on the topic. But he got hurt twice in the game. Once in a marking contest, he like collided hands with someone and then fell straight on his back. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> got winded, like hobbled off and just sat on the bench for a bit. Came back out and then in another contest later, he got his hand stomped on. And it, he went off again, clutching his hand. And then he was holding like a towel on it. And I thought he was icing it. And I was like, oh my God, he's done for the day on 50. This is an absolute disaster. I've like packed up shop, told all the lads, nut, nah, this is done. I'm out. I'm not playing anymore. And then like an absolute hero came back on and started racking up late to get to his 86. Shout out to JJ, you're the man. But it was a <laughs> roller coaster this week, mate. A huge one. Nice. Thanks for that JJ story. Yeah, no worries, mate. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought you would want to. You go. You could go back to those last two minutes and take a shot every time Keeb said JJ. He's and the man. You'd get you get nice and nice and lit. He deserves to have his name <laughs> said, <laughs> he mate. Deserves three minutes of everyone's time. He's a beautiful man. <clears throat> All 
All right, let's move on. I am nominating Seamus Mitchell as my ugly for this one. And lol. <laughs> you, mate. Um, I'm not even going to say anything else. I'm trying to That's remain... That's rude, mate. I'm Swearing try- at your cousin is rude behaviour. I'm trying to remain just stoic about this one, you know? Like, You're doing a bad job. Shit, shit was thrown <laughs> in my face. I was... Um, I was very mad about it and I'm doing my best to just move on. J- I, what I really hope is that he stays in the team for next week. Yeah, and JS has to be a concern now. He wasn't even playing badly, man. Like all the Hawks fans on all the social media are like, Sam Mitchell, what are you doing? Like that was a bad use of the tactical sub. Like, It really was horrible use of the tactical it was, sub. It's, it's early on in the game. And then like if you have an injury after that, then you one player down. It, it, it doesn't make sense. And scores were like, level at that point yeah, so it's not like they, they need to do something drastic to catch up you know it was what halfway through the third quarter man it, yeah it was an interesting choice to say the least yeah and um yeah anyway move on you talk about yours you sound flat mate i am i am if you can't tell yeah <laughs> all right my ugly for this game was asap ferg fergus green 18 that's not good mate but hopefully he was on everyone's bench and not too many people got sucked in by his back-to-back 70s because 18 on your field is just not – that's just not good. Terrible. Terrible. He should have got subbed. He easily could have. But I think the thing with forwards is because they can kind of pop up, like we saw with JVR Van Ruin last week that they were going to sub him and then he popped up for a couple goals late and like really got going. Forwards – Someone like Fergus Green is a player that, you know, could hit the scoreboard late in a game and and has the ability to kind of change the game for you. So I understand why they didn't sub him, but yeah, he really didn't do anything in this game. Ramsden, mate. That's who should have got subbed. Fair. Yep. Anyway, I digress. Um, Let's move on to the next game. We have North Melbourne versus Melbourne. I got confused because it says North versus Melbourne, but it's, yeah. Kangaroos versus <laughs> Melbourne. Versus the <laughs> demons. This, yes, versus the d- d- demons. And there were a lot of big scores in this game as well. Holy shit, I'm looking at it now. There's a lot. I am going to nominate Christian Petrarca for his 142. Three goals, eight marks, three tackles, 35 disposals. What an enormous game. Huge, huge. And now he is well and truly a top eight midfielder. And yeah. was very, very, very close, like half a percent off being a forward a couple of weeks ago. That would have been such a juicy pick. It doesn't look like he's going to get it for the next one either. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say not. My, well, we've got two each for this game, which is kind of funny. But my, my first is uh, Aaron Hall with his 136. Mate, he's just straight away slotted back into that role and is kind of playing like 2021 levels of Aaron Hall football. Like 30 disposals, 12 marks. That's ridiculous. He could be a very juicy target in defense if you're, if you're a risky man. I'm saying don't get sucked in. Do, I, not, do not get sucked in. I'm saying go guns ablazing and, <laughs> and, and get him in because we've seen what his ceiling is. He literally averaged, what, like 118 for an entire season two years ago if you take out injury-affected scores. Um yeah, it's just it's crazy. And he loves it. Just dropped a one thirty six, and like the whole ruse backline is getting super junky. It might be because they got obliterated. Well, yeah, definitely, but they're gonna game. keep getting obliterated. But like Hall, Sheasel, Luke McDonald, Zeebs, even after like an early injury scare, started getting going late. Like North defenders, mate, they just rack up. 
It's very true. He's a naughty, dirty, filthy man. But I'm saying don't do it. We love do not do it. We do love Aaron Hall, but Man, his his job security isn't even good. Imagine paying eight hundred K for someone that could get dropped. He's averaging hundred and ten. He is and he's very, very unique. How many games has he played? Two games. Still averaging 110, man. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You take that with a grain of salt because it's only two games. Yeah, but we're saying his job security is shaky. Is he going to get dropped after having 30 and 12 marks? Uh, Not this week, but all it takes is one one average game. Eight intercept possessions, 444 meters gained. He's a beast, mate. He's an absolute beast. He's literally, him and Harry Shees are like the same type of player, like speedy rebounding defenders. And they're good, mate. I could, I reckon they just feed off each other and Hall's going to stay in the team and, and be a filthy man. Do it. Maybe Do it. Not this Do week, it. but he is high on my watch list, mate. All right. Um, I'm going to quickly... We, I wrote a couple of other ones down for good and it is Chandler for his 106 and Sheasel for his 126. I just... I feel like I had to mention them. If you turn up as a rookie, you get a mention. Shout out to Chandler for being a dead set wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Because he turned up in round one. He loves the tug. I got him in three sixties and then a forty, and then I traded him, and he drops another ton. What do you mean? He's averaging ninety points, not in my team, and he averaged <laughs> like fifty-seven as a part of the subs. That's disgusting behavior, mate. That's the type of stuff that uh, will get you slapped in the face. Yeah, yeah, it po- hurt to watch. Poor form, Chando. All right, I'm nominating a bad player, and this is probably the only bad player from the whole game, and it was Van Royen. He's a rookie. He scored a 40. There's not too much to say about it. It's just not a great score. I don't think many people would have had him on their field unless your team is in dire, dire straits. Yeah, there's there's a couple of uglies from this game. One is just North Melbourne because they got smashed. And Tom Powell... He did get subbed out with an ankle injury, but that was relatively late in the game, and he was not playing well. 29 he scored, and he's just been a horrible, horrible pick this year. We both started with him too, but we were fortunate enough to jump off quickly, so we didn't see too many bad scores. But, yeah, I just – yuck, pal. Do better, mate. Yeah, do better. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have West Coast versus Carlton, and this game was also a bloodbath. We just had some – some just great footy viewing on Saturday night. Two basically 100-point well, losses. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Disgusting stuff. <laughs> yeah, to, terrible stuff. To say the least. And we are also West Coast fans, which does make the 100-point uh, loss sting just, yeah, massively. I watched the other game. I, I, yeah. Me too, mate. <laughs> I watched the other almost 100-point loss instead of seeing West Coast get annihilated. Yeah, It's just not good viewing, mate. It's not good for the soul. I couldn't imagine actually being in the home crowd and witnessing it. That's just disgusting stuff. No, terrible. <laughs> I reckon most of the fans would have left. But anyway, let's move on from that. The scores in this game from Carlton were insane. Can I just run a couple of them past you? Hit me with it. Well, the, the official nomination is Nick Newman for the top score of the game, top score of the season. He had 164. He's averaging 100 now. <laughs> That's crazy, <laughs> man. Oh, Nick Newman. What a guy. 164, man. Yeah, 14 marks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 14 marks. That is huge, mate. Nuts. Anyway, so he scored a 164. Charlie Kerno with a 159 with nine snags. Chera 
with a 137. Blake Akers, 129. Sam Walsh, 128. George Hewitt, 124. Paddy Cripps, 116. Even Kemp got involved with a 107. <laughs> That's when you know it's... The good was really just Carlton's entire team. Even Chin- like Chink Hodder put up an awesome rookie score. Shout out to the Chink. 77. Love that. Yeah. Um, d- yeah. I mean, who do, do you want to nominate anyone in there that in particular that you... In, no? No. No. Just yeah. all solid. Yeah, all, all very, very good. All right, let's move on to our bad. And I'm going to say it was Jinbi. He scored 50 on the dot. And man, it could have been much worse than that. He got going with some tackles probably in the second half. But he was on negative one at quarter time. And then I want to say he was on like 18 or something at, at half time. And it was looking scary. I thought he would maybe get subbed off. The frustrating thing is that somehow within all the shambles at West Coast, Hunt still dropped a 93. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good, man. Yeah. He's so good. That's the miss of the year for, for us. But yeah, by far. Yeah, Jinbi, yuck, mate. I, I managed to get real lucky because I took Wilmot 65E over Jinbi and then Jinbi served up that putrid stuff. So that's a win for, for the big J Keebs. Uh My... Bad from this game. Oscar Allen, 45. That's just not good. I don't think there really is many owners out there, but I was almost one of them, and this would have been very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. There's just one other thing that I wanted to touch on from this game, and that is, um, do you know much about these, like, market share stats? Yeah. Yeah, I have seen them. Where you check out, like, you look at the total, or you look at the percentage of the team score that an individual player player scored. Now, for games like this, I feel like that's really important because you look at guys like Chera who have just had two massive games in a row, but then you look at the team score and it's just enormous. But what we like to see is guys that get a high percentage of their team score every week so that you know, even in the games where they don't absolutely obliterate their opponent, that they're at least a chance to get a solid score. Like Tim Kelly is just scoring well every... Not that I'm saying recommend him, but like players like that that get... You know, he's having an amazing yeah, year. Shout, shout out to Tim Kelly. He could have also been nominated in the good category. Owners would be very happy with what he's doing. We, but we, the point I'm trying to make is that you want those players that are going to be able to be consistent whether or not their team is up and about. Like Tim Kelly. Yeah, like <laughs> Tim Kelly, but not Tim Kelly specifically. Yeah, yeah. Jaden Hunt mate, might, might have been a good shout. Yeah, he's averaging over 80 now, which is just... It upsets me every single week, mate. Yeah. Um, just quickly on Chera, we said it last week that his massive score had inflated his season average and that he had had been a good starting pick if you took the gamble. Now he's been a phenomenal one, mate. 97.4 he's averaging on the season. That's just good stuff. Solid. Very solid. Um, Dossie from the Pod Pod brought him in this week. Smart man. <laughs> Shout out to Dossie. <laughs> that, that is an awesome, awesome trade, mate. Awesome trade, albeit for Chandler, but... You know what? Still, still gets a shout out. Still, for that. still smashed yeah. him. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to the next game, and it's Geelong versus Essendon. And this, just this whole game for me, gets an ugly. You, I, I want you to start because I, I'm just mad about it. All right. Well, there's there is a couple positives. There's a couple goods, but Parish is the one that I want to talk about. Darcy Parish. We love Parish. We sh- maybe we should do a Parish check in each week as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of our boys. He is definitely one of our boys for his his massive breakout that he had in 2021, but. 121, such a solid score. He's a top eight mid on the year. Just doing consistent Darcy Parish stuff. He hasn't played a bad game, which is 
pretty nuts because he's the kind of guy that has like a huge ceiling but also pretty low floor. Yeah, it's because he generally doesn't take too many marks or really rack up the tackles. Like he only had four and four this week, but he just racks up the footy like an absolute dirty, dirty man. He gets so much of it. Yeah, Parrish was great, but I don't own him, unfortunately. Me hurts. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to nominate Stewart as my good for this one, but it's kind of bittersweet because he was on 99 at three-quarter time. So even my one player that was good only had a 14-point last quarter. Um, but yeah, Stuart, no, he was really good. He took a lot of intercept marks. He got amongst the junk. He does everything you'd want to see from vintage Stuart. So Averaging 101 now since he's came back into the team from injury too. So he's just a top six defender. Comfortably. Yeah, he is. Yeah, easily. So yeah, Stuart, Stuart. And I'm going to roll into my bad pick this and this one really hurts to say it Zach Merritt he was my M1 I held him through suspension 82 is not good enough mate you're the skipper of this team you should be in the midfield you should be leading from the front it's so frustrating that you dropped an 82 for me in my in my hour of need Zachary in my hour and um yeah the, there were so many frustrating moments for him in this game like he caught a few people holding the ball and then the team played on advantage I saw it happen at least twice. That is frustrating. So when it happens. frustrating, <laughs> mate. It's the worst. It is one. It's up there with one of the worst things you can feel in fantasy. Yeah. yeah. All right. My bad. I'm calling this an ugly. I'm breaking the rules here, but this is going to be, I, I promise you, and I promise you listeners, the last time I will ever talk about this man, Andy f***ing McGrath. 66, mate. What are you doing? You're a vice captain. You're like, what, an eighth-year player now? And he's having his worst season in the system. He sucks at footy. He sucks at fantasy. Do more, mate. He was on 10, like halfway through the second quarter, and I was. it was looking like he, he could drop like a 30. It's just gross, mate. 360s in five weeks, averaging 72 in his last five. That's just yuck, mate. You just – I hate you. I hate you, Andy McGraw. That's, <laughs> I hate you so much, mate. This was the last time you're out of my team this week. You're out of my team forever. You're never coming back. If he was basement price next year, I would not pick him. <laughs> Just to send a message. Yes, you would. He's a dead set wanker, mate. Yeah. Yeah, sick to my stomach, but uh, the listeners are sick of us talking about it. So last, move on. We move on. That was the last time. Yeah. The, well, last time for you, maybe not for me though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, delete team. He'll turn up this week, mate. You watch. And then, yeah. I, and then I'll be mad all over yeah, again. And I will. <laughs> I'll be so, I'll be thrilled. Hey, you, something just popped into my head. What? You said if Keys tags Nick Dacos and does a good job, you will run around <laughs> Perth City naked with a flag of <laughs> that says Ben Keys on it. That'll be some good video content it for the would Twitter. Be. Yeah. You get uh, me, you get me a flag and I'll that. commit, and mate. No, you put it... <laughs> you had a hot praise about it, so surely... Hot praise. <laughs> surely you have to do it. Look, I will, mate. I'll commit. <laughs> I'll do it. Wow, okay. I'm, right. not, I'm not doing laps of the city, but I'll strip quickly. Get, right. get the flag out. All right. Run down the road and then... Yeah, down the street? Yeah. You'll do it down the street? And you can film it, mate. All right. From behind. Done. See my pasty cheeks. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure all our listeners and Twitter followers will love it. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it could, could have the opposite effect. Anyway, let's keep moving. I'm not I'm not in the best shape at the moment either, so I think the people <laughs> of Perth probably won't appreciate it. 
Put it away, man. Put it away. <laughs> All right. I'm nominating Will Satterfield as the ugly for this. 54, mate. Not good enough. Not even close to good enough. You get a bake for that. Will Satterfield, do better. He, actually, he's on the chopping block for a lot of coaches. Um, not me because my team's just not, not even close to being at that stage. It's rookies off for me. But Will Satterfield, I'm concerned about his CBAs going forward. Yeah, understandably. I'm not too concerned about the, the CBAs, but I, I can definitely understand the chopping block stuff. And he's probably someone that I'll look to move on relatively soon now. Just after a 54, you know, it's not quite... If this score was a 70 or an 80, it would be a bit easier to stomach. But yeah, his scores have been trending downwards and that's just not not good. I think those, those early two games where he dropped a 120 and a 130 were just... Massive anomalies, really. So I'm not sure that we'll see too much more from setters this year. Um, my ugly in this game, though, Jack Bowes. He was a guy that a lot of people were keen on in the preseason. Didn't quite make it into Geelong's round one team. But if he did, there would have been a lot of coaches that started with him. Someone in our league, TC, had him had him in his team for a few weeks, but managed to jump off before this happened. So that's a that is a gift. Mate. That's a blessing, isn't it? Ten is just horrible. It's just a horrible score. I don't. Yeah, he got subbed off. He got he, he, he did. I don't wish that on anyone though. A, an injury, an injury, ten on your field. That's just no. hor- horrible stuff. No, I'd wish it on you though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all love. All love between the cousins. Um, <laughs> the last the last two pods have been tense, mate. Yeah, it feels good. It feels fa- good to not not be mad at you this week. Yeah, it's it, because you're in a good mood, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's it's a lot easier to to come into the pod and for the vibes to be up and about when you scroll twenty three seventy four, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to Richmond versus Gold Coast, and mate Noah Anderson gets my nomination for this game. He's been awesome. And he was my pod merchant, what was it, like four rounds ago after, after that 159. Um, mate, he's just been smashing it. He hasn't gone below 100 from from then. And he is just going to keep benefiting from Took being out. A 134, that is just very, very nice. And he's his average is up to 105 now. So that must put him close to a top eight midfielder, even with the start he had. Well, since being a pod merchant, he's averaging 114.3. There you go. There you go. Don't say that we don't give you gifts, listeners. <laughs> Be grateful for your gifts. <laughs> <laughs> the cousins are like Santa, mate. We, we are, mate. <laughs> it's Christmas. Santa runs runs in the family at our cousins. cousins it actually does, doesn't it? It, it does, yeah. mate. We're just carrying on the tradition. Yeah, just for a bit of context, our grandfather is... um. He's like the OG Santa. He is, mate. <laughs> well, actual well, Santa Claus. Yeah, no, he, he gets gigs like dressing up as Santa every year, works in like shopping centers and things like that. But he also did like the actual one on TV and things like that. So he, he's, he's an absolute star, the big man. Yeah. Uh, all right, my good from this game, and it's another game. There was just goods all over the place, but I'm going to say Tim Taranto. The ton run is alive. Timmy T, what a guy. 126, just having such a solid year. This is... The stuff that you dream of from all your primos. He's averaging 118.4, mate. That is perma-captain levels of piggery. That is just beautiful stuff. Timmy T, what a guy. Awesome stuff. Now, we the scores in this game were also massive. I think it's just a bit of a theme for us, but I wanted to also quickly shout out, Darcy McPherson has been an awesome pick. I shouted him out last week, and he's gone and topped it. So I have to, I have to say it again, 119. Man, is he is he still an option? You're going to say no. I know you're going to say no, but... You don't know anything because I'm going to say yes. (laughs) 
He well, seven forty-seven k. So he's cheap, mate. He's averaging ninety-two point six, and he's got def forward DPP. That just screams out good option to me. His three round average is one hundred six. His five round average is ninety-nine, and he has that really, really juicy round thirteen buy. Yeah, I, it takes a lot of boxes, man. You could definitely jump on it for sure. B is fifty-three though, so this would probably be the week to do it because D Max's not a guy. I, I, I personally wouldn't want to jump on him at 800K plus. No way. That's no. getting a bit too expensive. But yeah, if, if he's someone that you want to ride through the buyers, because like you said, has the juicy buy, this would be the week to do it. Don't you think it's one of those things where you kind of have a bias against players that you feel like you could have got for so much cheaper? So you kind of almost want to fade them out of just hope that they don't continue to be a good pick? Yep, it's cost me all year with Nick Dacos, mate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> McPherson has gone up 199K from his starting price. That is awesome. And he he's, started low 500s, man. His form is really trending upwards as well. Like he's improving as the season's going on. So. Yeah, he looks good out there. What do we yeah. think? What do we think he does from here? 95? It's hard to say. He, uh, it's hard to put a number on it. I think yeah. he could go anywhere between 80 and 100. Really. Yeah. Like it's just... Man, 80 seems low based on what I've seen. We've seen, we've seen you know, solid runs of form from DMAC before. Um, mostly in... Completely different role though. Yeah, mostly in mid-rolls. But the point is that he's got fantasy pedigree and, you know, he, he's been a solid option before, so... It, it's not really too surprising. It's just I don't think any of us picked it for this year. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that you could do. 31 disposals. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just like kind of <laughs> I'm in my Ma- own world just thinking about it. Yeah. Marbling DMAC. <laughs> All right, well, I'll get into the other good Please that do. we Please wanted to do. shout out, which is Jaden Short. He's just gone back to halfback. He's playing that junky role that, that we all um, we came on him last year for. We know what he does in this role. I think he's, you know, 105 to 110 guy playing this junky halfback role. He's mid only at the moment, but he's still relatively cheap. What's he priced at? I'm trying to find it. Let's now. Okay, you, you do that and I'll continue yeah, You talking. keep riffing, mate. Um, but he's going to get DPP in the next round of additions. Halfback short. He's just a junky, junky man. I don't know. What, what's his price? 831K. I think you could you do could, it. You could, man. You easily could. Well, I mean, the scores justify that price alone, The thing, let the th- alone the fact that he's going to get death status. I think the thing that will put people off is just the mid-only status, but he scores better as a defender. So, like, you know, he's mid-only, but he's in his, like, prime scoring role now. He's in his element. And, yeah, he, I mean... Honestly, if he if he keeps his halfback role, he could literally be at this stage a top eight midfielder, <laughs> which is a funny thing to say. But if you look at the top eight mids and what they're averaging, I think Short is more than capable of doing that as a halfback. Tell me what you think. I want to I want to know your thoughts. Who who is the eighth highest it's averaging just... midfielder right now? Let's have a look. On air, on air. We, got... we can we can cut it if we need. All right, we got Clary Walsh, Green, Petraka, Sarong, Parish. Steel, I think that's eight. I, I wasn't counting people. I'll be embarrassed if it's not. <laughs> but, so around the one hundred five mark is is like the top eight mids, maybe just above that. I reckon Short could do that as a defender. He did it to start last year. He was awesome to start last year. He 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 could be an awesome, unique people. Keep him on your watch list, Jaden Short. Love it. And mm. then when he gets that DPP, even better. He will be a top six defender this year, one hundred percent. Mark my words, people. 
You know what's funny, Gus? I'm just talking to myself right now, but that's all right. <laughs> you, you are. But you know what's really funny? What? We nominated Anderson and Taranto as the two we were going to talk about. And we've just spent like five minutes talking about McPherson. And short. And short. <laughs> and we were literally just going to mention the scores because they were good. That is but kind of funny. That is really funny. But and anyway, let's... <laughs> let's it does It on. does make more sense because Anderson and Taranto... You I know, think it's you know worth talking anyway. about... It's No, it was worth talking about because they're both... They're both potential options mm, you know for sure um all right so let's talk about who was bad in this game and i'm gonna nominate Lockie weller and it kind of i'm pretty happy about this he scored what did he score 67 just came we're gonna say crashing back to earth but he is he's just gonna be one of these roller coasters the most inconsistent season listen yeah. to this last four weeks 109 77 133 67 that's just <laughs> Up and down. I would not want to own Lockie Weller. But the thing is that's weird about this score too is he had CBAs. And generally you think that, you know, if a player like Weller, who's a capable AFL player, gets CBAs, his scoring would probably go up. But that just was not the case. My uh, my bad anyway that I'm going to nominate is Jacob Hopper for 61. Another guy who's, you know, been relatively inconsistent this year. He's dropped a 70, a 60. Has some good scores in there, but... We, we sort of argued about this on the pod last week that if, if Hopper would be a good option or not. And I wasn't too keen and I, I feel I feel vindicated in my not keenness. Yeah, I'll <laughs> own that. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. That's all right, man. I accept yeah. your apology. Yeah, that's all right. It's Jacob Hopper. It was always going to happen, I guess. Uh, or maybe he, maybe he drops a 120 next week and I'm up and about. He could, uh, you know, he could still be a solid option what's his what's his price now i think that's no i'm not recommending anyone to get him i just no, I'm, i feel I'm, like my <laughs> i'm definitely my pride not, is on the line i'm definitely not doing that either after a 61 mate no. but i think low 90s is about what you can expect from hopper yeah. 760k i wouldn't do it there's there's well you definitely wouldn't do it after a 61 but even if he even if he dropped a massive score next week i still wouldn't be keen because there's guys around his price that i think are far better options yeah he just had a very average game and speaking of average games, Liam Baker with back-to-back bad, bad games. He scored a 60 this week and he gets my nomination for an ugly. Um, man, just kind of, he's just the ultimate swing man at this point. Just like playing all over the ground, a bit forward. Just, he's too flexible for his own good and for his owner's own good. Yeah. And for their sanity, really. Like... I can't imagine sweating week to week on just like, oh, what role is Baker going to play? And Richmond keep losing as well. So they're just going to keep trying things. You yeah, know? Richmond suck, man. man. Like he was he was probably would have been leading their BNF up until like round five, uh, other than maybe Taranto. But Taranto was getting a little bit of criticism as well from the media. But man, now all of a sudden shorts come back and Baker can't find a role that, you know, where he can dominate like he was. After Dimmer said that he would stay at half back too, that's just that's just lies, mate. We don't yeah. we don't like that. But, but I mean, if you if you were Dimmer, you'd do the same thing. Like short short is just a proven performer. A- absolute as, start as half distributor, back. yeah. He provides run and he's such a good kick. He gets yeah. in good spots. The, like the ugliness really about this is just yeah, the role change. If you're a baker owner, you need to get off. You imme- jump off immediately. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna uh, he's just gonna keep dropping terrible scores. Like we know what he's what he's done the last few seasons. Um so yeah. My my uh, ugly for this is a, a bit of a funny one. <laughs> and if you if you you thought he was the sub or 
got subbed early with an injury, then, you know, maybe that you, <laughs> you would have been justified thinking that because zero from 46% tog, Bailey Humphrey. What? How do you do that, mate? I, <laughs> that I, stumbled, I stumbled my way through that and I couldn't think of what to say because I'm so gobsmacked by this poor score. Zero, mate? <laughs> Four, he had CBAs. 46% tog. How do you do that? It's comedy gold, man. It's comedy gold. I reckon you could stand in one place on the footy field for an entire game and still have more points than that. Like, <laughs> how do you, mate, that is, that is genuinely remarkable stuff. Yeah. Look, we don't like to be too harsh on rookies, but geez. It's kind of fun. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he gave away two free kicks. Oh, so his actual stat lines were like a tackle, a handball, and then two, two frees against. <laughs> Horrible stuff, mate. There would have been a few people that brought him in this week as well. And yeah. I, I know one of our mates was keen and I had to talk him out of it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. You're, well, <laughs> you're welcome, Bryson, by the way. It's just it's just a funny one to point out, really. But yeah, sorry, I, I do I do feel bad actually for laughing now. If there are any owners listening and and crying, you're crying. a bad person. Yeah, I am. I am. Okay, let's move on to the final game. We have Adelaide versus Collingwood, and <laughs> hold the phone. It is time for our <laughs> Riley. Oh, you. You thought I forgot, didn't you? I did, mate. <laughs> you forgot yourself, didn't you? No, no. Never. This no, is okay. the highlight. How could you ever? This is the highlight of the podcast every single week, mate. <laughs> this is what the listeners tune in for. Go. We love Riley O'Brien. Give it this to me. This week he scored a ninety-two from twelve disposals, forty-four hitouts, forty-four hitouts. That that's all the good. <laughs> the big man is good for, really. You know what you're going to get from Rob? It's effort and it's hitouts, and that's it. <laughs> that's right. But we love Rob. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's the type of big man you want to lead your team. Just a big, goofy, like, weird running gait, kicking action, just all effort, all heart. <laughs> what a guy. Rob, let's go. It's just funny because it's, it's, it is pretty hard to talk him up. He's not having a great season, is he? Don't say that, mate. Don't, uh... don't talk bad on the big man. I tell you what, it is my goal now as a podcaster to meet Rob. We need some Rob content in person with the man. It has to be done. We need yeah, it. We that need would be so awesome. Like a mini Rob meet and greet just for you and me. Yeah. We can. Just, yeah, just for ourselves. I just Not wanna, even for the podcast. I just want to touch greatness, mate. <laughs> that's, where, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So let's get into the good, the bad, the ugly for this game. My good for this one is Rory Laird for his 110. That was so awesome for me because all weekend, as I said before, I was sweating on him even playing and I was concerned that if he did play, maybe he'd get hurt during the game. Maybe he'd just take it easy and score a bad score. But no, the big man showed up to play today. And then there was and a play he did. He did, mate. There was a weird moment at the end of the game, though, with the subs where it looked like they even flashed up on the screen that Rory Laird had been subbed out and you were devastated. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit. Yeah, my heart sank. Um, yeah, my rank was like flying in this last game, all thanks to Laird. And um, yeah, just looked like he was going to sit out the last quarter. They... Fox Fox had like flashed that he had been subbed off and that Schoenberg was on and they had had him there sitting on the bench and then like five minutes later he was off for a good nine minutes too so like ages it it really did seem like he'd been subbed out 
and he was back from the dead. It was super weird. I looked and it's like, oh, that's him. That's Larry. Those fluoro <laughs> boots are back on the ground. He's running around. What is going on? And then they said that Saligo had been subbed. I suspect what had happened is they'd initially planned to sub Laird. Yeah, or maybe he was just because it, it looked like he was kind of ginger at the like gingerly running around at the even end of when the game. he came back on. Yeah, he was just a like he wasn't he wasn't diving into contests and laying heaps of tackles, and he wasn't really running too hard. He was just sort of trying to trying to be there at the contest to get a few clearances late. I guess we could be grasping at straws, but. Yeah, it, it, it could be fine, yeah. It, it did seem like he was maybe maybe a bit hobbled. I don't know if that's just because yeah. we were looking for it, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was definitely weird. It was the ultimate swerve by Fox yeah. Footy. I suspect maybe he was just feeling a bit sore or maybe just gassed and, or, or they had a plan that he wasn't going to play that full game. And then it was close and then all of a sudden Saligo maybe got hurt and they go, nah, Lady, get back out there, we need you. And back from the dead, he came. He only scored, what, six more points? But still, it <laughs> yeah. had to be a satisfying hey, it return. it all helps, mate. It all helps. It does, mate. 110 is a lot better than 104, so. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, all right. My good from this game. And this guy has been an absolute stud since I brought him in. Jordan Dawson. Just a great man. We love jo- Jordan Dawson as well. He's another one of our love children at, at the pod. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't roll off the tongue how you thought it would. Did it, it didn't, mate. I, f- I feel a bit clunky tonight, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Rob. Uh, Rob? I'm just, I, can't, I can't stop thinking about Rob. There you go. Even more clunkiness. I'm still thinking about DMAC. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, but Jordan Dawson, he's the ultimate captain, really. Just a solid performer, like an absolute stud out in the ground. 116. He's just getting the job done. Week in, week out. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah, it's very good. It's <laughs> sorry, I've got the giggles now, mate. You set me off. I'm sorry, mate. These uh, are love children. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I stand by what I said. All right. Oh, the notes are even cooked now. What are we doing? Um, we <laughs> we don't even have anyone bad for this game. There wasn't because, really. Yeah, everyone everyone was solid, right? Like fair expectations, like we said. Like Crisp had a bad game, but I don't think we expect much out of Crispy these days. Um, that's about it. Rochelle could almost be there. He ended up on a 79 after a hot start. Scoring was just way up this week, mate. It's hard to have too many yeah. too many criticisms. One quick one, though. Jordan Dugowie with a 53. That's an ugly. That's, that's an, ugly. an ugly. That's straight down to the bottom. Um, he had 24 touches, which is not even terrible, but one mark, two tackles. I suspect a couple of frees against. Um, yeah, just not not good. Interesting stuff. Anyway, that wraps up our reviews for the week. So that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, time is getting away from us a little bit tonight. So we're going to roll straight into our top fives. But before we do, Keebs is going to give us a sting <laughs> off the cuff. I tried to make him do it last week, and he just fully bombed. Oh, I was <laughs> thinking about it. I was, like, I was mate, not ready last week. Yeah, mate. you weren't. But that's the whole point of improvising, isn't it? Um, (laughs) It is, it is. But I do every single one of our other stings. I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it. I work hard on those and I thought, you know what? Keebs can do this sting (laughs) and I'm going to make him do one every week. Live on the pod. Whatever he can come up with. So what have you got for us this week? All right. For top fives, by the way. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bit of Lou Baker for you. Mambo number five. It's the Cousins top five trade targets yet again. Number one, I'll roll straight into it, is Go. Tom Stewart. 
The big man is in form, 101 average in his last five. He's still cheap, under 800K. Just an absolute lock to be a top six defender. Tom Stewart, number one. Well, we we debated. <clears throat> Let me just quickly say, uh, sorry, our second pick is Will Day. Now, we both debated off air before we recorded who would be number one and who would be number two out of Stewart and Day. Now, Day has been phenomenal. He's played well in every single game that he's played, came back from suspension and has just picked up where he left off. And I think the thing that kind of pushed us over the line with Stewart is purely because of that buy that he has, that round 13 buy. Now, we haven't talked about it too much and I feel like the fantasy community hasn't talked about buys a whole lot at this stage, but they're kind of rapidly approaching. What have we got, like five rounds? Five? Six? Uh, Four now. Four rounds. Okay, well, we definitely should think about it. Jeez. I think we will have an actual standalone pod, maybe like a mini pod, just uh, based on the buy rounds as well coming up. Yeah. But but basically, Stuart has that really juicy golden round 13 buy that only Geelong and Gold Coast share. So it means that fielding a best 18 in that round is going to be really easy. So, you know, a lot of us will probably have like 22 at least playing that week, I would yeah. suspect. I mean, I've only got like three players, two or three players with that buy that week. So I'm going to have like, you know, 26, yeah. 27 playing. Um, so, man, and I suspect it's going to be similar for a lot of coaches out there. So Stu is one of those guys that is just going to be really nice for your buy structure to have. And I feel like that is the reason why you would target him over Will Day at this stage. Well, for me, it's a mix of that. I've only got two in that round as well, which could potentially be a problem. So that will need to be rectified. But the thing that pushed me um, over the edge with the Stuart over Day pick was just really just Stu's history of being like a top six defender. You know what you're going to get from him. It's such a safe pick. His role is going to stay the same. Like he's going to average 95 to 100. Whereas... Day, even though it has been a phenomenal pick, he's getting expensive now. Stuart is still slightly more expensive than Day, but Day has, I would say, still a little bit of uncertainty. Just playing for the Hawks and Sam Mitchell being a bit of a weirdo, I think Day could could have games where he spends a bit more time in defense. So it's just really the safety of Stu over Day, I think. I, I'm fully confident in Day. I think he. I think he's so locked. Like he, he is their best midfielder, man. Uh, he is. No, nah, mate, warps. <laughs> Warps is the as man. much as I love Warps. Like Day, nah, Day's Day is got, a Day's classy covered, player, sure. man. He's Day is a class act. Um, I, I don't see him moving out of that midfield, but yeah, again, that buy that buy is super useful, and I think anyone that doesn't have Stu should really, really like target him. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with Stu or Day. Like they're you know first and second on our list, and last week I said if Day comes straight back in into that midfield role, then he'll be a target. And yeah. yeah, he did it. He, you know, had box CBAs and smashed it again. So yeah, well, s- solid props to anyone who held him. Um, all right. So third on our top five trade targets list is Braden Fiorini. Now this is an interesting one because I flagged it last week on our pod merchants. I think the whole fantasy community was watching this game to see what Fiorini did. Um, Gold Coast or... Yeah, Fiorini had those comments during the week where he was saying, oh, he's like, he's ready to fill those shoes that, you know, or to fill that gap that Took has left and he feels ready to step up. And we all know what he does. I'll just quickly run through the stats. Last year, he averaged 135 in the VFL as an inside midfielder. He averaged 111 in his last five in 2021. 
Um, he, I think that average was around the same for his last like twelve or ten or eleven games of twenty twenty one as well. Yeah, he was he was massive. He averaged over a hundred for the whole season as well. He was a great pick, and he's priced at like five hundred and fifty k. And I I feel like. It's a bit of a contentious one because he actually had less CBAs. Three CBAs. This week. It's, 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 well, it's he, almost a concern, but he's so cheap. If he got bulk CBAs, like if he was one of the highest CBA getters in the game, I think he pr- probably would have been number one on our trade target list. But yeah, it's interesting. Spent a bit of time on the wing and he did seem to still be pushing in around the ball though. Um I'm still super keen. And, I, I, like, he's in my team right now. So I mean, of yeah, we're both evidently keen on it because we've got him as number three on our list despite the CBA number last week. I just think the price is so cheap. Like, it really doesn't cost you much to get a rookie up to him. Jim, Jinbi to him costs you, what, like 70, 80K or something? How much is Jinbi? Yeah, 70K. 70K to get to someone who could average 85, like, pretty comfortably. Yeah, it's... I think even if Fiorini averages 80, which is definitely on the lower end of what he's capable of. Like we've seen him do a 96 over the course of a full year and we know he could be 100 plus if everything went right. But even an 80 would probably be enough because, you know, like my trade was Jinbi to him and Jinbi's dishing up 50s and 60s and even 40s, whereas Fiorini's coming off a 112, like has a massive ceiling, just should be so Low break even. He He has the nice buy as well. Um, he's my only midfielder with that buy round. So yeah, mine too. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I I still really, really endorse the pick. Um, so he's our number three. Now, number four, do you want to take us away with number four, Keebs? Yeah, so number four is Jai Simpkin. And this guy just has a track record of being a primo. We haven't quite seen him break out and get to those like 110 numbers that we all think he could do, but he hasn't played a bad game this year. His... Full, full game scores this year are 86, 89, 94, and 102. Um, he's just come back from a finger injury. In the game that he did get injured, he scored 48, and his tog was super low. What was it? He was smashing it. Yeah. That was from like a quarter and a yeah. bit. 28% tog. So he was having a massive game, um, but that, that, that poor score has really just baked into his price, and he's plummeted 759K for a guy who I think could average between 100 and 110, maybe high 90s, but like... Like we said, this this guy has a, a proven track record of solid numbers. He gets bulk CBAs. He plays good tog. Just a stud. I'm I'm keen on the pick. Yeah, Jai I Simpkin. mean, so the last two seasons in a row, I think he's averaged around the 95 mark. But in both those seasons, he started really poorly and then stormed home and averaged like probably close to the 110 mark from the buys onwards. And, you know, so he, you know that he can do uber primo numbers for at least half a season. And he's just so cheap that I think, yeah, he could he could average 100 plus pretty comfortably. Yeah. He hasn't played a bad game yet this year. So, yeah. I mean, I, I really endorse the pick as well. Now, pick number five. You are very keen on this one. You talked about it before, but pump him up one more time, Keebs. Well, he was my pod merchant last week and he absolutely smashed it. Harry Perryman, down to 650K. I think he's a 90 plus guy. Um coming off of 115 and that it really was an awesome game like he hit the scoreboard he tackles he's getting cbas now there's no reason why this guy should be below 90 and at 650k that is just far too cheap to ignore harry perry man that is our top fives for this week 
Well done on the sting, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, mate. Didn't even get time to say it, but that was very impressive. Thank you, mate. Can't wait to hear what you keep coming up with. It's gonna be it's gonna be a highlight of the pod. <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is gonna seem a little bit disjointed because we finished our top five and then we finished the rest of the podcast. And then we've gone and just hung out a little bit more and we were looking at our teams again. And we just noticed... Looking at some scores. We're looking at some scores. And we noticed cheeky little Rory Atkins 102. I don't know how we missed it before, mate. But we have to talk about it. So this is like a little emergency meeting. It's going to be inserted into the middle of the podcast. Somewhere, yeah. But let's talk about Rory Atkins. Is he an option, cuz? Yes. 100%. And I'll tell you why. These are his VFL scores from this year. Before, So he scored a 102 in this game. These are his VFL scores. 95 in that game, he had 25 disposals and 10 marks. He scored 117 where he had two goals and 27 disposals. He scored uh, 67 where he had 18 disposals and then a 118 where he had a goal and 32 disposals. He took two kick-ins in the game on the weekend. He's averaged 73, 81.2, 79.6 and 81.4 in the past. So he has a history of being like an around an 80 mark. But if he's playing half back and taking kick-ins, that could potentially be bumped up because those averages are from a wing role, which like is notoriously inconsistent for fantasy scoring. So I think he's an option, mate. 382K. Like, that is cheap. His B is... 386. 386, sorry. His B is three now. So if he drops like an 80 next week, he's going to go up 65K. Um, get it get it on him now. Do it quickly. It sucks for me because I'm going to probably end up holding Andy McGrath after all the, the shit I talked about getting rid of him. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's an option. Like, Wilmot to Atkins cost 3K. 3K. Cowan to Atkins cost 55K. Or 57K? High 50Ks, anyway. Um, and Cowan is basically like, even if he comes back into the team, his cash gen has dried up. Like, he's scoring 40s. This is a guy who just turned up, has a history of being an 80-plus guy. That is just a no-brainer pick. So are you putting him at the top of the trade-in targets? Number one. Number on, one. On the trade targets. Jeez, list, man. It's... 386k that is ridiculously cheap it's basically rookie priced it is yeah the price is is the the selling point isn't it for a guy that we know can do 80 and so he hasn't played a lot of afl in the last three years but gold coast signed him on a four-year deal um his vfl form is awesome he's earned his spot played really well like disposal efficiency was awesome meters gained were awesome do it get him get him people get him in your team i gotta rethink my trades a little bit Man. What do you think about it? Tell me. Well, I'm sort of keen just for the price. Like, you sold it really well. He's It gets a rookie off your ground. He's got a low break even. It gets your cash in restarted. He has the nice buy. He has DPP. It ticks a lot of boxes. Um, what's his job security like, do you think? Poor. Definitely, it's definitely poor. Gold Coast have a smattering of halfbacks. Like this they have so many. Halfbacks everywhere. But, you know. They've got a few in the VFL waiting in the wings. They rated him high enough to give him a four-year deal when he signed on. And, you know, again, solid VFL form. Like, he, he's, earned his, he's earned his spot. Played really, really well. Like, they're not, even if he plays badly next week, I can't see them dropping him straight away after such a, a, an awesome game. Um, yeah. What do you think, mate? Can I play devil's advocate a little bit? Yes. I think the score... I mean, it's hard to 
talk down a score of 102 from someone at that price. But if you look at how many marks they took, I mean, okay, so let's just remember they beat Richmond. They dominated and they were just chipping it around. Powell had 13 marks. Ballard had 12. Atkins had 11. Collins, 10. Anderson, 9. Fiorini, 9. McPherson, 9. Ellis, 8. That is a huge, huge inflation on mark numbers. Remember the last time we got sucked in by a team that had massively inflated mark numbers? We are both super keen on McGrath. We are both super keen on Ridley as a result of stuff like that. Yeah, but the difference is McGrath and Ridley were like 700K plus or Ridley was just under 700K. This guy's 382K with yep. a B of three. If yes. He, even if he drops a 60 next week, his, his price is skyrocketing. Like all he needs to do to justify the pick is stay in the team for like two or three weeks to go up in price. But if he keeps playing like he did on the weekend, he, he'll go up so much more, so much more, and just be an amazing pick. Yeah, you're selling it pretty well. Just the, uh, I guess, the slight caveat that I, I just wanted to, yeah, I, wa- I wanted to put that out there, that the score is potentially inflated. He has slight job security issues, but I'm not, I'm not talking anyone out of the pick. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm considering it myself. If you're trading like Cowan, Cowan to him, which is the trade that I would be doing, it's... Even you know, even if Cowan stays in the team for the entire year, he's going to go up maybe another thirty k in price probably, and score, just keep scoring forties. I'd rather a guy who is capable of scoring well, even if he only plays for a couple of weeks, because it's a it's a cash gen pick, but it's also like getting a rookie off field to maximize points. It's kind of similar to the JJ pick from a couple of weeks ago, except he's a hundred k cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually nuts. Anyway, so Keebs has inserted him right to number one on our top five trade targets. Well, I guess we'll call That's it a top, top six. six now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, that was just our little, our little injection into the podcast, as you were. All right, so we're going to wrap it up with one final segment, and that is Fantasy Proverbs. Fantasy Proverbs. All right, Keebs, get ready for this week's fantasy proverb because I think it's a ripper. I'm ready, mate. Your fantasy you proverb last week lifted me up Did and it? it really set just, the tone for my bounce back week. Just get ready for this one then. All right, I'm ready, mate. Well, it's a quote from Winston Churchill, Here no less, right. and it is this. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Now, this is a friendly reminder that there are truly highs and lows to this, to playing this great game. Now, some weeks we all smash it together, like this week, and everything is rosy. And other Except weeks we just want to throw shit, <laughs> scream into a pillow, find the delete team button, hit your mate, hit your cousin, whatever it is. You just hate life. But the thing that binds us together as a fantasy community is a willingness to keep improving every week, no matter what keep making the team better and hoping for the best. I think we're all an optimistic bunch. Now, we are the most resilient, committed, tenacious, crafty, addicted, sorry sons of bitches around, but we're bound by the great game. So just remember, this week, enjoy the little wins, enjoy the positives of a good week together. It's just, we play a great game. It's so much fun, you know? And I just I just feel like I want everyone to remember to enjoy this week, you that, know? That was beautiful, mate. That was absolutely beautiful. I actually didn't have a great week, but I, I just felt like I wanted to, you know, hey, remind I, people because, you know, you see a lot of negativity 
when there are bad scores. So you, it's just you, you it's just f- a reminder to feel, enjoy the good ones. You yeah. feel a lot of neg- negativity as well. <laughs> you do. But hey, mate, I appreciate that, and the listeners appreciate that. That was some beautiful stuff, and I'm gonna I'm gonna revel in my in my good week. I'm just going to enjoy it and I'm going to not worry for the rest of the week. Don't, yeah. I'm going to sleep Hold well. your head up high. You can strut around knowing you dropped a 23, what was it, 23? 23.74, mate. And Massive. Nick Dacos didn't turn up. That's right. Nick Dacos <laughs> didn't turn <laughs> you up. Can, yeah, you can be happy about I that. I can walk tall this week. I can sleep at night. I can look my co-workers, my peers, my my family in the face and feel like a man and it's just good it's a good week mate i'm feeling good i'm feeling happy i'm sure the listeners are all the same yeah I, yeah or hopefully i mean maybe maybe for let me just quickly address any of you listeners that have had a down week like me it's all right we're gonna bounce back you know everything that i said in the proverb applies to all of us you know there are down weeks there are up weeks but you're gonna get through this you're going to get through this. I've got Braden Fiorini's smiling face looking <laughs> back at me. He's so cheeky, man. Seriously, look, look at the photo. He looks like the happiest man in the entire I world. Know, I know, because he's happy just to be out there scoring points. That's you know? that's the type of energy I need on the subs. Just good vibes, happiness, to go along with the fantasy proverbs. Just It's just feel good. It's feel good, feel good time at the subs. It's feel good time for the cousins' listeners and for the cousins themselves. It's all happening. Yeah. I'm up and about for my super coach team. <laughs> I dropped a 24-41. Yeah, massive. No less. Massive in SC, so, mate. Huge. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding on to that. Uh, that's that's what's going to get me through the next week. Unfortunately, it is the B game, but hey. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. You've got to have something, right? You've got to have something. That's it. <laughs> All right. So I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys scored really well. Let us know how you went. Um, stay nifty with your trades and stay nifty with the news that comes out. We um, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the cousins pod at the cousins pod. We do all our best work there. We will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Kiss your Kiss him on the lips. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin.